Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 13 of Focus on Customer Service podcast, hashtag F-O-C-S. As usual, it's myself, Dan Moriarty, and American Dan, Dan Gingas. Dan, how are you? I am doing wonderful tonight, Dan, although it's a little chilly in here. I'm feeling a little frozen today. Ooh, how long have you been working on that one? Ah, just the last couple of minutes. But that, of (laughs) course, is because I'm very excited tonight to have Jordan Pearson on the show. He is the CMO of Wink Frozen Desserts. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on the show. And we're wondering if maybe you could start off by just telling us a little bit about Wink Frozen Desserts and kind of how you got into the business and, and how things are going. So when I first moved to New York City back in 2009, I had the urge to play some volleyball because I had played competitively through high school and college. And in a volleyball league, I met another young gentleman who would go to grab drinks with me after games. And I noticed that he never drank beer, and I thought it was incredibly odd, so I started bugging him about it, and eventually he revealed to me that he has celiac disease and dairy intolerance, which means he can't have gluten, which is in most beers, and he also can't have things like ice cream. But as I became closer with him, he revealed to me that he had created an ice cream that he could eat, but not just him, he had designed it so that many people with different diet restrictions similar to his would be able to enjoy it. That's super cool. So can you tell us a little bit about the audience that you go after then? So we're first and foremost looking for people who have dairy intolerance when you can't eat ice cream. It's the main reason for most people is because of dairy. So that's kind of the main target. But at the same time, we don't use sugar in our product and that way, people with diabetes can dig in. So, Jordan, in our uh, pre-chats, just trying to understand your customer service strategy, I shared that you really focus on getting people into email conversations. Can you share a little of the thinking behind why you do that? On social media, we definitely want to show people that we care about what they're saying, what they think about us, and engage in conversation that way. But from time to time, we have someone that finds our product in a grocery store freezer and understand it to be something closer to uh, dairy-based, sugar-based ice cream because our packaging is in the same container. We make the product on the same kind of equipment, but we just don't use any dairy or sugar in our process. And then there are people that will say very, not offensive, but aggressive, negative comments about our product. And... At the same time, we know there's this whole community, because we hear from them, that really likes our product and you know, can't eat any other frozen dessert option in the freezer, be it ice cream or nut or soy-based product. And we don't, we don't want to have a negative conversation or an entirely defensive conversation on our social media pages. But at the same time, if there's an issue with a certain store location where the freezer's broken or not working perfectly, we want to make sure that we're not going to get 10 more complaints on Instagram or Facebook. We want to see if there's a, a route to the problem that the individual 
has. And if it's simply that they don't like it, we're happy to refund them. We're happy to give them a coupon to go try a new flavor if it was a certain flavor they didn't like. But ultimately, we don't want to have a conversation, a negative conversation that's going to take up a whole screen on someone's phone. We want to see what the problem is and ask if we can help solve it more personally, get in direct touch with them so that they're not constantly checking in to Facebook or whatever social media page it happened on. But at the same time, it lets us get to the root of the problem as well. So then as an onlooker, if I'm looking at your Twitter feed or your Facebook page, am I seeing you just responding by saying, please email us? Or am I seeing you responding only to the positive comments and not the negative comments? Or do you treat them differently? So what is somebody who's trying to get a feel for your company going to see? We definitely do more than just say, please email us. We want our customers and fans to see that we care about the problem and we'll apologize and we'll ask if there's anything we can do. But if you'd like to tell us where you found it, other information about your experience, we're happy to hear you out through email. And we try to do that in a way that it feels more personal, feels like they're going to get special attention. And for the most part, they do because we do care and we'll email someone for three months to figure out how to solve a problem for them. So, so John, you, you touched on this a little bit, but I think it's safe to say that your product could be described as niche, given the focus on people with dietary restrictions. I was just wondering, how has that influenced your social customer service strategy with two specific questions? One around, as you mentioned earlier, the people that maybe don't like the taste, because we know it's not probably a taste that's for everyone. But then on the second side, you already mentioned the strength that you have in the community of people that do love it. So how do you try and work with them from a social customer service perspective to really make them advocates for you? So occasionally we'll get an email or a Facebook comment or Instagram comment where someone is really excited that they just found our product. And we'll do things like send some extra coupons to those kind of people. But even those individuals will still guide into that email funnel because we want to know where they found it, what flavors they tried, have they tried all the flavors, if, if they really like, if they tried three and really liked it. Maybe we'll send a free coupon and say, hey, try the fourth flavor on us. Additionally, we also like to share those moments. So if someone emails us and says something very nice, we'll ask if we'd be able to use that in promotional materials. And not everyone says yes to that, but some individuals say, okay, that's fine with me, but please don't mention my name. And we totally understand the want of and need of privacy for our customers. But ultimately, we're happy to share moments on our social media, but we do like to get just a personal email out to people so that they can realize we're a four-person company, we're a small team, we're not the same as all the other brands you'll see in the freezer at the store. So have you seen any evolution over time in terms of how people approach you with customer service, either questions, comments, complaints? In other words... Do they call you first? Do they email you? Do they go on a social? Has that changed over time, and have you had to adjust? We definitely have customers that will call our the number on our pint or on our website, and if they have a question, if they have a comment, if they're unhappy, we're happy to figure out a solution on the phone. Or at the same time, we've also gotten phone calls that are thankful and so glad people that are so glad they found this because they hadn't had ice cream in years 
But it, it seems to be a pretty even spread from phone calls to emails to social media actions. Because we're food, we like to use Instagram. We like to use Pinterest. We like to use Facebook to kind of showcase that what we are, show the actual product. We don't use Twitter that much for photos, but if we have announcements, we'll put them there. But for the most part, Twitter is just kind of a customer service hotline for us. It's really easy for someone to tweet and say, hey, I can't find it at this store. And we'll see the tweet come in. We'll call the store. We'll get them to order or find out that they have it in the back and try to get that information back to the person through Twitter or whatever channel it comes through. But it's not typically one medium that stands out from the rest. Again, given the niches that you serve, is there online communities for these dietary restrictions that you guys have to be active in or that you've tried? Yeah, there's there definitely are online communities out there. If we see ourselves get mentioned somewhere, we'll kind of jump into the conversation on, what, on whatever community it is. And, but we don't necessarily partake in any one community because our product does serve so many different ones. Okay. But we try to scan through the web and see when people are talking about us if we can find it. I mean, some communities are private where we'll never be able to find those interactions. But if we can get into a conversation just to say thanks for trying it out or thanks for spreading the word about us, we like to take part in the conversations. But we don't necessarily lead them or start them yeah. on our own at, at this point. And, and how do you find these communities? I mean, do you know which ones they are or do you have some sort of alert system set up? We use Google Alerts for – we put in some keywords that are related to our brand and our product. And sometimes we'll find conversations from those keywords that aren't talking about our product. But if we feel that the conversation is one, we can enter and say – hey, we just found you guys talking about this. We think our product might be suitable or might be of interest to you guys. And we'll point them to our website to find a store and then head to the page to print a coupon. So there are communities, and but we don't know necessarily where we're going to show up. So it is kind of a periodical search where we'll dig through Google, dig through DuckDuckGo, other search engines to see what kind of results differ on each search engine. We're talking with Jordan Pearson, who is the CMO of Wink Frozen Desserts, a specialty dessert product made for those who can't handle dairy or sugar or other things. So really interesting product. And we do want to remind our listeners that if you have a brand that you'd like us to talk to here on the podcast, please tweet at us using the hashtag FOCS, stands for Focus on Customer Service, and we'll be happy to reach out to them and get them on the show. So Jordan, we'd really love to know if you have any specific interactions that you've had with customers that are memorable. We've all, you know, been in the business and dealt with customers a lot and there's usually a couple of them that kind of stand out just because they're humorous or a little bit different. We're wondering if you could share some with our audience. Yeah, we definitely have more than a handful of those. I remember an email we received probably four or five months ago now from a customer who found our product at a Whole Foods, I think it was, and didn't really know what they were getting, but saw that it was dairy-free and they were a lactose intolerant individual. 
and in the email they just said the woman had just said she was so excited she found us she had been missing ice cream for a couple of years i think she was recently diagnosed but then ended it with and i was able to share it with my boyfriend while watching a basketball game and it was just like a little detail that didn't necessarily make sense to us but at the same time it was nice that she was able to just have a normal evening with our product where prior to finding us she probably wouldn't be eating an ice cream like treat or sharing it with her boyfriend he might have been eating ice cream by himself and she's stuck eating something else but we get a lot of fun interactions like that we get parents that are thankful because they never thought their child that has an egg allergy or a soy allergy would get to eat something like wink and you know right now we're we're mainly in the new york market but we have stores kind of scattered across the east coast east of the mississippi at least and so people will find us at a store that it's really just the only store in the state that has this and they happen to find it and they're usually really excited when they're a person that it makes a big difference for and so jordan for the final question always my favorite one we like to ask people what advice you'd give to other brands who are listening who are trying to set up world-class customer service teams what would you share i would say that not everyone is your customer it's really important to identify who your customer is and take care of those people because whatever your product is not every person on the planet's going to like it and you kind of have to roll with the punches on that but once you start to identify the people that are going to keep coming back for your service or your product and they're going to start to tell their friends about it it's really important to keep those people happy because if you lose them they're probably not coming back well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today with Jordan Pearson, who is a CMO of Wink Frozen Desserts. Jordan, we really appreciate having you on the podcast tonight, and we appreciate all of the listeners for tuning in week after week. Again, if you have any other suggestions for us, please use hashtag FOCS, and we'll be happy to reach out. For now, this is Dan Gingis on behalf of Dan Moriarty and the Focus on Customer Service podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.